Hello, everybody, and thank you for going and tuning in to KWSM, a.k.a. We Are Doomed. No, wait, Zio, a Soccer Rangers podcast. We focus on conventions. See, I'm not the only one that fucks it up. <laughs> and then you go and interrupt me in the middle of that. Cole, that's very loud. You gotta, you gotta settle down there, Cole, okay? So, uh, uh, back <laughs> what to you're you. doing is very rude. Shush, shush. Uh, back to you, Rob. Uh, <laughs> turn here. Uh, thank you, Tyler. Uh, it's very good to go and see you here. Uh, just in case anybody missed it, yes, I am Robert. I am your Red Ranger for the evening. I'm, uh, I'm Tyler. I'm uh, the Black Ranger. Thank you. I'm McKenna. I'm the White Ranger. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. And uh, joining us this evening, we have a, a very special guest uh, coming here a long way from the Seattle area, a well-known uh, soccer con cosplay uh, veteran and a good friend of the show. Uh, please welcome everybody, uh, Cad Valentine Cosplay. Hey, hello. Welcome. Welcome. I can't keep doing that voice anymore. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> I mean, you tried. That's what counts. Yeah, it was fun. It'll go and throw a few people off. You know, part <laughs> of our fun here is just the shock value thing. I still think I have the uh, unspoken control over that voice. I, I think I do it the best. Well, you see, you I'll do fight the, you for it. I'll fight you. You do the best NPR voice. I just do generic late night radio voice. <laughs> see, that that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. No, you got you got the NPR thing down. Me, I've I've got the. I'm just barely going and keeping up there so you don't fall asleep while you're driving home from work at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's that's what I go into. But that's not why we're here. It's not what we're talking about. Probably we might come back to this later. I don't know. It could be a long night here. Anyway, going back to Cat Valentine cosplay, uh, before we go and get into any of the big stuff over here, just want to do a little introduction for anybody that's going and listening tonight. I uh, got a couple of questions for you. Answer in the order that they are given. Otherwise, you will be forced to come back next week and every show from then after. So, first oh, things darn. first. <laughs> yes. What was your first cosplay? What was your first convention? What got you into cosplay? Preferred cosplay style? What are you known for? Oh, man. Uh, okay, roll first... that back one at a time, Rob. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I want I want this thing to go and just be a train wreck. Nope. It's a boat. Oh, shit. It's a quest. fire. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um... Gosh, well, my first cosplay, technically, there's two of them. Uh, my first, like, official, I guess, was Sui Ginto from Rosen Maiden, and it was, oh man, it was a train wreck. I had, like, the Party City wig and, like, these really ugly wings, and it was it was a fun Halloween costume that then went into my closet and has not seen the light of day since. Um, so it does still exist, huh? It, it does. And wow. it haunts me. To this day, and I'm like, man, that was a bad purchase. <laughs> wow, all of three people still have their original cosplays. <laughs> but I That's guess that's not um, true. Yeah, uh, well, guess, guess, not us. Yes, yes. Yeah, there we go. Um, but the first cosplay I guess people <clears throat> knew me for was Grell Sutcliffe from Black Butler, and that was what I wore to my first SakuraCon back in 2012. And, you know, things went downhill from there. And now I'm in this beautiful fandom known as cosplay. And it's great. Wait, is cosplay technically a fandom? I mean, I guess it could be. She's made her own fandom. <laughs> God, She's I She's got wish. a whole bunch of weebs just going and chasing after her. Cat Valentine cosplay. Ah! I mean, a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> 
We all have fanboys and fangirls. Some creepier than others. Do we? Yeah. I was just wondering that too. Like, yeah. uh, I'd want more fangirls chasing. Oh, yeah. No, no, you don't. It's never the ones you want. It's I, never the ones you want. It's never the ones you want. That's correct. That's true. <laughs> Take it from somebody that's been doing this long enough to know. It's never the ones you want. You do not want fangirls chasing after you. It sounds fun until it actually happens. I just want my harem. Oh, man. My harem. I mean, I haven't had to deal with that too much because I still am, like, pretty unknown, thank God. But, oh, man. When it happens, it's... Oof. It's interesting. I wonder wonder if the other person that we know that's quite a... Has a decent following has that issue. She does. Mm-hmm. She does. Oh, We've okay. talked about both it. of them. Yeah. <laughs> What's the other one that I'm thinking of? Because you well, said technically you're not, because you're not thinking. You don't know who you're is. Yeah. I'm thinking, cosplay, I'm thinking, maybe. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking yeah, Sam, but yeah, no. But Uptown, I don't know who the other one. Sam, Amy, mm-hmm. all uh, of them. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I love yeah. Sam's uh, work. It's so Ginger good. Ken. He hasn't been on the show, but he has some mm-hmm. crazy. And things. why not? <laughs> I don't know. Personally, I think Max should be more famous. He's got a weird yeah. internet fan following. I don't know why it doesn't follow him to the, the real world. I don't get it. Well, yeah. I don't know, because he, he only ever... I don't know. He, I mean, his... Uh... We don't need to talk about Max right now. We can go yeah. and talk about other things. We got Cat here. <laughs> <laughs> his ears are probably burning. He's gonna like jump into the chat soon. I can swear it would. It would not surprise me. He's done that Except before. Except it's D and D night. So, uh, yeah. what got you into cosplay, cat? Oh man, so that's kind of a long story, but I'll try to condense it. So, mm-hmm. when I was really young, and pardon? Don't oh, go ahead and tell time. the long version. Oh man, okay. So when I was a wee child and first discovered the internet, when I'm you like, are a wee oh, wow. Pardon? I said when you were a wee lass. Just <laughs> when I was a young warthog. <laughs> when he was a young warthog. Very nice. Thank you. Um, I came across this website called Cosplay Magic, and I was like, oh man, what is this? <gasps> Whoa, people dress up as anime characters. Oh, that's so cool. I want to do it. And then I saw the price tag, and I was like, ooh probably shouldn't and i got older and i was really into theater and drama and musicals and i just loved it i loved the costumes i loved being on stage all of that fun stuff and you know i don't mean to toot my own horn but you know i i think i was pretty all right um and then in high school i had a couple friends who also did theater and drama and also were into anime and you know we kind of all just conglomerated and we were the very few kids at the school who weren't you know like rapid weeaboos and they were telling me about this convention called soccer con and i'm like oh what's that and they're like oh man you should go try this this looks pretty cool and i'm like oh, i don't know i am kind of shy and i don't have a whole lot of money and they're like, no, no, do it, do it. And um, I had kind of been starting to fall out with theater and with drama for a variety of reasons. And I thought, well, you know, what do I have to lose? Let me give this a whirl. 
And so I went and I used the paycheck I had gotten from a job over that summer to pay for my Growl cosplay. And it came, like, literally the day before con. And I was driving back and forth and I got there. And, you know, I did theater. So I kind of acted like the character and I just had a really fun time with it. And I just got... Sorry? Nothing. Oh, okay. Um, But I just got... Very Nicole. I just got really swept up in the excitement and how passionate everybody was. And most of those people I'm still friends with to this day. And it's been a mostly positive experience so far. And, you know, I just, I haven't looked back and I've made a lot more of my own stuff as opposed to when I first started. But, oh man, it's just, it has been one wild ride. Like never in a million years did I think that at 22 years old, I would still be dressing up as animated characters and just going and having a fun time with other nerds. And just think, what do you do for the teeth? I, at the time, I actually didn't do the teeth because, you know, this was back when, like, nobody cared how your cosplay looked. You know, it was more for fun. I had wanted to do the teeth, and I had looked up so many tutorials, but a lot of them just involves like not doing safe things and putting things that should not go in your mouth in your mouth like not uh, gonna lie i saw this one tutorial one girl used eyeliner <laughs> on her teeth and i'm like ooh, why would you do that to yourself um I've, that seems that's actually a very common one that i've heard really mm-hmm. yeah because most of the people i've known who have done it used like denture glue and like filed down fake nails mm-hmm. and i yeah. if it's not meant to go in your mouth i'm not too keen on putting it in my mouth mm. so I oh and you're really drunk and it careful. seems like a good idea at the time tyler do mm-hmm. not go there do not go there <laughs> <laughs> oh here let me just put this jagged nail in my mouth i can totally you know talk and eat and drink and whatever i need to do with it Yes, let us remember, there is still a drinking game going on. Things can get very bad by the end of this conversation. We'll not plant any ideas. <laughs> oh, man. Just everyone ends up pissed drunk by the end of this. Where is the drinking game, Rose? Here it is. Well, I don't work tomorrow, so I can be. Yes, yes, I can be. Oh, shots, 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 everybody! I would, but I don't have any alcohol I can drink, so... <laughs> I mean, I have some, but I don't think y'all want me getting drunk. <laughs> oh no, no, we love it when our guest gets schlockered and shit faced or high as a kite. High as a kite, yes. Yep, we get high oh. as a kite. All the, a lot of us, uh, our guests have gotten high as a kite before. Yeah, I was one. Say, don't implicate me in this shit. One, I can only think of one. Oh, yeah. Who else, who else has gotten high as a kite during this? Cole? You I'm not going to say because <laughs> it's not legal in their state yet. Yeah. Ah, oh, ah, ah, oh. Ah. What? Portland. What? What? Yeah. Recreational is not legal in Portland yet. Or in Oregon mm. yet. Lame. Anyway. Yes. Anywho. Oh, yeah. So what the hell are the other questions? Convention. Uh, well, you... first convention, but she kind of answered. Oh, yeah. It was soccer con. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess the only other real question to go and ask, because uh, you really hold have on, answered most of them. Oh, was... have I? Yeah, but most of them. The only exception to that really being, do you have a preferred cosplay style? Oh, man. Um, 
In and all... what we and what we mean by that is, do you like armor style cosplays? Ones that are oh uh, no, no, no 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 no. Let her answer her own question. Her her own way. Sorry, well, 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 sorry. Well, sorry. <laughs> That's the way I've always preferenced it. Whenever we ask this question, no, 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 because sometimes they can say, "Oh, well, they have a fandom they like to go from," or they have a type oh. of gender bend or something they like to go, or yeah. it's like armor or props they like to work on. So. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're giving her. Now it's all spoiled. Now she has all these ideas yes. of what, what she is. What is your <laughs> way of the cosplayer? Um, in all honesty, I'd like to believe that I don't have much of a style, but there are certain things I gravitate towards. Um, I've done mostly sewing, but I've dabbled a little in armor. Um, but overall, I, I in all honesty, just want to try everything. So, yeah. I'm still in the try everything part. Yeah, I've done like mostly anime just because a lot of my friends were super into anime, so I'm like, "Oh, well let me do this thing." And you know, I was like, "Well, there's other things I'm really passionate about too, so I should cosplay from those." And so, you know, I've kind of been working on doing that. And really just expanding, like, the variety and the skill set and all that fun stuff, you know? hmm But, yeah. That's okay. a thing. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's... That's, 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 that's it. Uh, so, yeah. What, what questions was it? So, I guess, uh, like, oh, man, I, I don't know if I've actually ever met you, but, like, you have a lot of photos with people I do know, so I feel like I must have bumped into you at any time. So... Probably. Like, well, I guess, what do you enjoy doing at SakuraCon? Is it just, like, you want to cosplay and just go around and walk? Because that's, that's basically what I was always there for. Like, I never mm-hmm. went to panels too often. I just, what I wanted to do was dress up and walk around in that costume. And that's basically the generic bulk mm-hmm. of the thing I like to do. So what is it that you like to do when you go there and such? Is it, like, are you a panel goer? Do you like to do events? Do you, mm-hmm. or you just like cosplaying? Um, well, when I first went, I wanted to try everything, and then I quickly learned that you can't really do everything all at once. Um, but I I have done some panels. I don't know if any viewers are familiar, but if you ever attended the Splash Free panels for both Komori and Sakura-Kan, I was the Haru in that. Um, and I've always wanted to dabble more in panels, but... I don't know. I just have been trying to find my calling when it comes to that. But usually I just go and I walk around and I'll do like cosplay groups with friends and just, you know, I'm there to have a good time and look cool while doing it mostly. I, I respect you. <laughs> I remember when I could have such a simple life at a convention. We don't <laughs> Those do were that good anymore. Days. You'll, you'll, you only make your life difficult because you want it to be difficult. No, I only make it difficult because I want to be, I want to be that Very everybody best. thinks I am. I feel you. I just am always like, oh man, I want to go to these 10 events and these 80 panels. Oh, but I don't have time for that. Hmm. All right. We, let me that actually doesn't happen down. with us. It's like we have these two big, huge panels that we got to do and it's going to take up all our time. <laughs> right. I mean, panels do take up quite a bit of time, but I really love doing them and I really want mm-hmm. to do them more. But yeah. Well, let's see if we can get you into something that, uh, you know, we might be planning for down the road. But, uh, you know, for right now, why don't we, uh, 
Why don't we talk about why you're really here, Kat? Because I know you've got a big announcement you want to go and make. I do. So for a while, I've really been wanting to get into doing videos and doing YouTube. And I would always chicken out of doing it because I'm like, oh, I don't have nice equipment. I don't have this. I don't have that. And Rob just convinced me to do it. And I'm like, all right, I'll give this a try. So hopefully pretty soon here, I'm going to be launching my YouTube channel. And it's going to be great and full of all sorts of cosplay and nerd goodness. Yay. Yay. Some people just need to be committed to something on a virtual platform that everybody's going to be able to hear down the road and mock you for if you don't do it. <laughs> Basically... Like so you, t- uh, so you, Robert? <laughs> Cat, she did that cosplay thing. What a nude. <laughs> no, no. You can blame Robert for that because we used to be on YouTube. <laughs> we're, oh, yeah? we're, about, we're about to be on YouTube again, actually. Um, there might be stuff uploading right now, to be honest. <laughs> I've been on YouTube so many times now. Not even, so not even, not even excited anymore. Yeah. I love YouTube I've, so much. I've, I've met two, I've met a lot of YouTubers. <laughs> yes, yes, we know about your whirlwind adventures at VidCon, which one of these days need to be written down into a book and sold. Yeah, no, it has to be exciting to be sold. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Rick. Sorry. It's the testimonials from everybody around Cole that will make it interesting. Not what he's saying. <laughs> oh damn, he's got you. Yeah, whatever. I met. I was able to have a full conversation with Lindsay Sterling before she was famous. Oh, <laughs> fucking humble brag. Jeez, that's, that's a straight brag. <laughs> like, no, that was like the. It was actually like, it was funny because it was the year before she w- really blew up, and I was like, oh, I've I'd watched her stuff for several years, and I'm like, oh, this is really you're, and I had a chance to actually stop and ha- chat with her, and the next year I saw her, and she was being swarmed. <laughs> Oh man! I feel so, like she had to be rushed into a car, like at one point after her show before she got mobbed. I'm like, oh my god! Oh no! So anyway. yes, we're hoping we can make Cat as big as that. So Cat's going to be going <laughs> and running her own YouTube channel, and we will be simul hosting her content as well, linking back to her and further growing this network that we've begun. Wait, what? What's going on yeah, now? What? We're a network. Where, what? What? What, network are, what network is this? Do we? What's our network name? Come on! I want to. I need to get some CEO right. things. Let me buy stocks. Ranger Soccer Doomed Network. It's <laughs> not a good network name. That that is bad for the stockholders. The stockholders are not going to like that name. Doomed True. implies that it's going to end. Uh, that'll drive our stock prices down. We are a privately owned company. Okay, we do not. Uh, I, I already. I already know our initials is SRP. There you go. I mean, that could work. Soccer Rangers podcast. Mm-hmm. Duh. Hey. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's <laughs> it's gonna be a good time. And I mean, I've kind of you know been stalking, I guess, the more cosplay oriented side of YouTube for a while. And there's some really great YouTubers out there. And there's mm-hmm. some where they have good content but they're just trying to do so many things at once the cosplay stuff kind of gets lost Mm -hmm. and i guess kind of what i would like to do is you know have um like some informational videos you know some skits um 
all sorts of fun things. And I mean, granted, you know, those have been done before. They're not anything new, but I'd love to try to find a way to put a new spin on them and kind of breathe life back into that. And, you know, support having a good, happy community. And that's that's what really attracted me to this whole thing because uh, Kat and I are not really close. <laughs> I would certainly say that's an honest way of putting it. They hate but each other's guts is what you're trying to say. I yeah, think that she is the, the biggest fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> oh. I mean, you're not the first person to have said that, so... <laughs> uh, wouldn't surprise me, but <laughs> Kat, Kat is legitimately an inspiration to me in this oh. community because she embodies everything that we started this podcast for. Because none of us are really happy with what the community is turning into. It's becoming very toxic. Cat mm -hmm. is somebody who is always looking on the bright side of life. She is that young personality that I was when I first got into cosplay. It's great seeing somebody at her age who still believes that this can be a thing. And who actually wants to help continue making it a thing. Ah, so when she said that she was... You. Yes. <laughs> so when Kat said that she was interested in doing this stuff and she was just kind of floating the idea out there, mm -hmm. I asked for details. I wanted to hear what kind of stuff she was planning and what kind of stuff she would need because she was very concerned about equipment and all that. So she mm -hmm. has a standing invitation to our recording studio to go and do that. In the middle of the void. And, Good job. Oh, yeah. man. And I'm just so thankful and so excited. Like, Ah, thank you. I'm I'm so happy to bring this to fruition because this is something I've wanted for so long. And I'm really glad that, you know, I get to partner with you and make this a reality because, you know, as you said, the community is not what it used to be. And a lot of people have taken a very pessimistic outlook and are like, it's the media's fault. It's yeah, yeah, hon, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, well, hang on now, you know, we can, we can turn this around. We can make it a happier place, but you know. You uh, ironically, you just talked about like first. two different topics that we've done before. <laughs> what now? Uh, yeah, we brought up those topics quite a bit, but they, that's because mm -hmm. they're hot topic issues. They are oh, things yeah. that get brought up a lot because that's, that's on people's minds quite a bit. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, in all honesty, it can be very hard to look for the positive when there is so much negative. And, you know, it can be very easy to get lost in that. And I think it'd be nice if the community, in a sense, can maybe have something a bit more positive. And I'm not going to say, you know, it's going to be rainbows and sunshine all the time. But, you know, whatever we can do to make this a more friendly and less hostile place to be a nerd and be happy and expand, you know, our craft. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's what bothers me the most is it's most times it is like inner, inner circle hate for each other mm -hmm. where it's like, it's not, it's not people outside of the uh, nerdum circles that are like hating. Oh, yeah. It's always just people inside we're hating on each other. It always gotta, is. And is, everyone's got to love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, so I think Canadian. if we can spend just five more seconds, just a tiny bit more time each day, 
being a little nicer to each other, then I think that can honestly make a difference in our community. And I mean, granted, you don't have to go and worship people, but you know, hey, I like your wig. It styled really nice. Hey, I wish you the best of luck with this panel. You know, it's the little things because, you know, yeah. It, it is always nice. Sometimes when people get very passive aggressive and mean, and it's yeah. so easy to get discouraged and you kind of just have to say, you know what? I'm valid. I can do this. Yeah, it, uh, it is really nice uh, when I dress up as Axel and then I walk down the hall and I hear the, you always, I always hear this is the, oh, it's Axel. I always hear that. <laughs> and it's just like, oh yeah, that's, that's the, uh, that's, that's the, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's such a good feeling. You've gotten that. Meanwhile, I pick characters that are recognizable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, no, the other costumes, Cole, is like the ones that people actually just run up and be like, "I want your picture." But for some Mm -hmm. reason, when I'm like Axel, I just I hear that in the back. He's like, they they don't want they're they're too intimidated to walk up because it's Zemnis was like that too. Zemnis? Um, no, actually, no, you're right, actually. Uh, that wasn't as much. Like, uh, if I'm if I'm like Sora or such, then people go like, "Oh, awesome Keyblade," and they run up and go like that. Or when we're Power Rangers, we always just have tons of photos of us. Or, mm-hmm. uh, but when I'm Axel, it's just like I just hear that in the side is the fangirl things of like, ah, "It's Axel," and then that's that. And then they don't run up to that picture; they just stare and be like, "Oh my god," <laughs> and they're just intimidated. I'm like, "Okay, that's that's a weird. It's a different feeling. It's it, it's mm-hmm. it's weird how different costumes intimidate like." express feelings in people differently so like i have these mm-hmm. multiple classes i'm the same person all every time uh, i don't change but like oh, i yeah. put on a different costume i walk around and then it just i get different reactions from each of them like so people just want to run up and be like i want your picture i want to get a picture with you i want a picture of that keyblade and mm-hmm. then but like with axel it's just like you get that and it's not quite axel and then that's it and i always hear that i don't have people run up next to me and want their picture they just i just hear that part it's just like oh that's Different reactions, but it's... speaking of like changing costumes, like we have we actually have had friends that we meet in costume, we only talk to in costume, and then we meet them in out of costume, and they don't recognize us whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's that's a crazy that's that's a that's a, yeah. uh, such a common thing though. Because mm-hmm. like I'm horrible with expectation face. of what you'll be like outside of your costume, and sometimes they're pleasantly surprised, and they're like, "Wow, just it's hard to picture you without a blonde wig or something like that." This is only only one person I know that this has not happened with, and that is our friend Morgren, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, who literally Tyler was taking a break one day, took off his wig, his his uh, mohawk popped out of his out of, up from under his wig, and someone came <laughs> running over saying, "Wow, I really love your mohawk!" Yeah, he's like <laughs> high five. I'm like high five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then two three two years later, it's just like, oh yeah, that was Morgren. Is someone we know really well. <laughs> yeah. So, eh, situations. I don't know. It's I'm horrible with names and faces. So if I see you in costume and then I meet you later, it's just like I'm. Le- I'm just meeting a new person because. Oh my gosh, know, that's yeah. me too. They just look completely different. So I'm like, do I know mm-hmm. them? Probably not. But then they talk to me, and it's like, oh, you're talking to me as if I know you really well. Uh, uh-huh. Sure. And then I just kind of go with it, and I never, I never use names. I just sort of mm-hmm. like so. How's it going? Or I'll just talk loudly. How's it at going? That <laughs> yeah. talk loudly at <laughs> and if you're getting talked loudly at, you assume that then they're now directing their questions at you. Don't you don't say, "Hey Cole, how's it going?" You just go, "Hey, 
how's it going? And he's just like, oh, <laughs> talking to me. And then you don't, then you never, you never have to use names. You just, hey. just that person. Hey, you... that's pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm horrible with names and faces. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. Yeah, it happened. What the hell? Oh, <laughs> it happened the year before at SakuraCon where someone just started talking to me. I'm like, uh, oh, I don't know you, but I guess I do because <laughs> you know my name. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So that, 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 Any that's idea who it was? Oh, yeah, I, I know who it is now. And, who was it? Uh, we can't say. We can't say names. People, people probably listen to this podcast. They'd be put it in the chat. Whoa, then. whoa! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Now you believe we have people watching us? <laughs> wow, paranoid, Tyler. <laughs> I am that paranoid. It's because if it's the person who it is, then name, I would. Uh, they message you like an hour after the podcast drops. Did you just talk shit about me? <laughs> it's, no, it that's how I scare you. It is someone that if they heard, then they would get all dramatic. Oh, one of those. Was it me? <laughs> okay, yes, I, I just said the you. word dramatic. Uh, he, there you go. You probably know oh. enough by now. Yeah. Oh, God. Mm. Yep, yep. I think we all know who it is now. Mm-hmm. Alternate? <laughs> <laughs> go. Settle down, Cole. Um, Dio! It was me! Oh, I don't think you okay. Wait. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll cut this out of the podcast. No, like... Uh, he definitely has his dramatic moments, but you know, I I like to believe he's a good person. He's not a bad person. He's just he's, he's been the, a I've had a rough time in his life, and I mean, honey, I did too. I've yeah. I've I've loaned him quite a bit of money, and I spoke with him about that the other day, and he intends to pay me back. So I'm like, all right. You'll never see that money again. Yeah. Trust me. I yeah. I mean, thank God it wasn't a whole lot, but still, I'm like. <sighs> All right. I'm at the point now where I'll buy him a sandwich, but that's all I'll do. Yeah, no, I just, I learned my lesson early on, thank God. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I can't. I just can't. I don't make a whole lot of money. <laughs> I'm not nice like that, so I just don't give people money. <laughs> I, I don't well, give I people money. To give I, people now. I'll buy them yeah. food every now and then, but I'm not going to straight up be like, hey, here's 20 bucks. Go get yourself something nice. Buy yourself something fancy and look pretty, doll. <laughs> so, yeah. You want that okay. new Kat Von D palette? Here you go, girl. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> I'm actually very sad that I went and said his name out loud because now I can't go and have this in the podcast because that's just too great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can so, up over his name. You're right. I could. You can just give you can him change it to Zordon. Zordon. Or... Okay. So, we have a. Uh, I got something. I got something we gotta bring up. Yeah. So, 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 who, who, who has seen the trailer? Or uh, uh, is it Jumanji two, or is nope, it just Jumanji? Jumanji, I think. What was it? Into, Into the, the jungle. Or Welcome Into to the, the jungle, jungle, wasn't it? Mm, it was there Welcome you go. To the jungle. the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. So we got we we gotta talk about this. We gotta talk Hold about. We do. We do. For our listeners, the day we recorded is the day that that trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To explain why we have to talk about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Plus the fact that we're all fans of the original. Yeah. Oh, man. I love Robin Williams so much. I like. I still get emotional thinking about him sometimes. I'm not going to lie. You're not the only one on this podcast. <laughs> Some of us have cried every time watching a movie since his passing. Me too. 
Okay, so there actually are multiples of us, and I thought it was just me. <laughs> yeah, no, what I'm there. I get so emotional. Like, oh man. Cole, uh, did you actually just ask what are we talking about? No, 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 yeah, no, no, Cole no, no, just stopped no, listening, no, so. No, oh no, my no, god! I, 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 that's Dude, not this what is I the meant. thing you mess around with more than anybody else, and how is it you miss this? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, okay, before, before we, Cole figures out what we're going to talk about. I, I already can... know what we're talking about. We're talking about Jumanji, first off. Then, no, the question that I meant to ask was, for fuck's sakes, um... Are we like? Are we just talking about how the old one made us feel, or are we talking about how the new trailer made us feel? All of that. Okay. K- kind of looking the looking at the trailer specifically yeah. here, and do we think it'll stack up? What do we think of the trailer initially? Do we think uh-huh. that this is doomed to a Ghostbusters 2016 mm-hmm. uh, footnote in history situation, or does it have a leg to stand on? Ah, man. Um, Oh, man. Shit, I want to start with uh, Go first. how this movie is strictly way more of a comedy than the other one was. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, yeah, yeah. just it's got beats for beats of being like just a laugh out loud comedy more than a suspenseful action comedy, I guess. Right, well, and it seems geared towards an older audience as well. I, yeah, kind of, kind of getting that feeling because the original was such an all ages just mm-hmm. wonderful piece because oh, it yeah. was funny, it had good drama, but it also was very emotional. There was a lot of heart yeah. in it. It really was. It really was a family movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, it was way more suspenseful. Like it had a way more oh, yeah. suspenseful beats to it because it was like uh, dying was very easy to do in that in the first one. Like everyone almost died. How many oh, times? Gosh, yeah. Uh, and so they only just made it at the end. Um, so yeah, like I can only think is uh, if anyone actually watched Zathura. Anyone watched Zathura? Zathura. Oh I, boy, I, I, I did. I did. My boyfriend sat me down and we watched it, and I was like, "All right." I didn't that one, do that, but I did. That one still feels exactly like Jumanji did, like the original. Honestly, to was, me, it kind of felt like a Jumanji ripoff, but it, it who was knows? Actu- it was actually intended to be a Jumanji sequel. Yeah, really? Stu- yeah. Yep. yeah, the studio decided yeah. to go and pull the Jumanji 2 title uh, before the film went and came out because they didn't feel like it would be able to uh, Hold match up. up with the original. Because mm. it's not a bad film. I mean, in all honesty, it didn't. But yeah, I mean, it, that's just it. Because the first one was still making money at that point. I mean, it still does oh, yeah. make money. I mean, you could still go and find it above the five dollar bin at Walmart. I mean, mm. it's it's a film that people still buy to this date, and people are still watching. It's still oh a hard gosh, license yeah. to get a hold of for rebroadcast. Yeah, no, I own it on DVD. I watch it all the time. I still own it own it on VHS, VHS DVD, and Blu-ray, bitches. Hey. Well, that's it. Like the thing is, like, watch if you watch Zathura. I feel like that was a way closer emulation of what Jumanji was, where you had uh-huh. risks, you had weird time paradoxes, you had it was just based in space and not in the jungle. So mm-hmm. it was like beat for beat. It was like uh, kids and adult and uh, possible death happening, and then everything falling apart at the very end, and then then. Family turmoil, uh, yep. heroes go on an adventure, everything's fine now, the end. Yep. And then it all reversed back to being the end when they finished the game. So it was like, yeah, that one beat for beat is 
pretty much oh, yeah. what Jumanji was, just in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so. literally, even a guy that got trapped in the game came back. Yeah, like, exactly. as an older person. Jumanji taken in a different direction slightly. So that's why I was. I found it weird that no one like it had no name related to it to being Jumanji. I thought I would just assume that you would know that because of how exactly like Jumanji it was that you were just right. assuming that it was basically Jumanji two mm-hmm. in space. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically what it was. They just put a different title down to throw you off in a sense. Well, because that was the name of the other game. It was called Zathura, and then it wasn't a uh, travel game. It was like a Tinker Toy, uh, Tinker Toy game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. I really liked that one, and I thought that was was a great sequel. But now that they're rebooting this one, it feels it feels like the tone of it is way completely different. Where it yeah. is just yeah. a comedy movie with yeah, Ken Hart. And perso- and- yeah, personally, I don't really think this like. Other yeah. than the title, it doesn't really and and the little bit of special effects that they have at the beginning that are very very uh, Jumanji esque. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't see how, the connection anymore. It's it's kind of a weird it's one. Weird to see. Yeah, I um I feel kind of weird about this one because and without seeing this, I don't know this for sure. But watching the trailer. This felt an awful lot like how I felt when I saw the original trailer and then saw the movie and confirmed this. It's an awful lot like, uh, oh God, uh, Live Free or Die Hard, the fourth Die Hard movie. Mm -hmm. This is probably going to be a good film, but it doesn't really feel like a Jumanji film. I almost wonder if this started its life as a script for something different. And the studio said, I don't know if we can package this and sell it by ourselves. Let's go and attach an existing movie property that we own to it and try to go and tie in with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just kind of what it feels I like mean, to me. I mean, that's probably what they did in all honesty. Yeah. yeah. Like, I have to admit, while looking at this, I'm like, okay. Because when, I, when yeah. I, the show first started, I'm like, wait a minute. Isn't Dwayne The Rock Johnson supposed to be in this movie? When I first started, I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then you find out like a lot of it going as you go on. And you're like, oh. Oh, okay. I know. <laughs> Great but description, go. Yeah, but, high school kids drawn into a video game. It's not like this is a spoiler. Yeah. It's in the trailer. And, and, you can just but, say it but, loud, yeah. man. But given avatars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's I, that's another thing that's like the super comedy part of it is like oh now they're in weird bodies like and the hot girls Jack Black huh? yeah and it's <laughs> like uh ha 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 the uh, and as, as she put it I'm a fat middle aged uh, white guy yeah and so he's <laughs> got to talk like a valley girl for the entire movie and then you've got the geeky scrawny kids now the buff adventure the mm-hmm. tall buff black football player is now the, the short shy, football dirty girl is no. the, <laughs> the sexy one yeah. It was like super good at kicking butt. <laughs> oh yeah. So, wait a minute. Did yeah? Did like the football player become like the nerd? Essentially, yeah. became a short. Pretty yeah, much, short yeah. Thing. Yeah. So that, no, that was... I... Yeah, and I think Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Hart. That's that's actually my favorite part of this whole thing because I'm not a fan of uh, Kevin Hart as an actor. I like him as a stand-up comedian, but I've just never I'd have really to liked agree, him as an actor. Exactly. Yeah, so I, I, I love this idea of this big buff high school quarterback, you know, real athletic guy turning into all five foot four <laughs> of Kevin Hart. <laughs> I, I know, this is top two I mean, it's a hilarious concept if you think about it. 
Personally, I'm also a fan Thanks. of Jack Black, though. But so this makes me kind of laugh because I know he'd do well with this. Oh yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I mean. But it's like I the mean, whole... comedy is what he's good at. Yeah. 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 Like, but now this I, is I like think becoming... it'll be a good movie, but I it mm-hmm. doesn't have the same quality as the original Jumanji for me because no. the danger is just to those four as opposed to the original Jumanji where the, the, the game came town. out of the game as opposed to them being sucked into the game. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what scared me the most as a small child. Like, Jumanji oh, gave gosh. me nightmares as a small child. I couldn't finish watching it the first time I watched it when I was like, oh, five. No. Yeah. Yeah, the, the movie did scare me. It took me until my teens to sit down and watch the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got shamelessly mocked by my friends. So... <laughs> Jumanji made me pay, man. Um, Having that, I mean, it's an emotional connection to that movie. Right. It doesn't seem like the Jumanji film. Like, no. Yeah. It's very different. Well, there's no Robin Williams. (laughs) No, of course not. not, God rest his soul. They're not going to CGI him in, unless they do CGI him in. Oh my God. God, They've they've confirmed that's not happening. Yeah. Oh God. I would have found it like if he was still around, Mm -hmm. if he would just come busting out of the forest in his, in his jungle attire, that would be amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's got such a, like a comedy feel to it. It's like way more hilarious than comedy. And this is with Kevin Hart and, uh, Dwayne Johnson coming off of their other movie already, which mm-hmm. was what the hell was that one called? I don't even remember, but it was um, like just a comedy movie where, uh, but Dwayne is a yeah, central intelligence or something like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and it's just oh, like I was going to say Baywatch, but I I'm way behind. <laughs> I did. Uh, central Baywatch is newer, but Kevin Hart's not in it. True. Yeah. It's called so, Central Intelligence, yeah. It, yeah. I will go and say, though, when I was watching the trailer initially, when they ended up in the world of Jumanji, I did start having this moment of, okay, Dwayne Johnson's going and doing the eyebrow thing from Be Cool. Oh, yeah, right <laughs> there. This, right at the this, beginning. Yeah, That's this, the first thing I thought of. I just was like, oh, oh, he's doing the eyebrow. <laughs> I'm so glad somebody else gets this. I'm so glad <laughs> the two of you get this. Like, literally, the people's eyebrows. In, in my head, That's all I could hear was, "Can you smell what the Rock is cooking?" <laughs> Just do- every movie he's been in, he's done the eyebrow thing. Well, that's his thing. That's it's that's his yeah. trademark, man. Yeah, I love those eyebrows. <laughs> I, I, when I was when I was in elementary, I could do that, and then people were like, "Oh my God, you're doing that like Dwayne the Rock John, or you're doing that like the Rock." It wasn't Dwayne Johnson back then. It was mm-hmm. the Rock back then. He's still doing wrestling. Yeah, I still. So, no, he's not. Yeah, he's not that, anymore. That's, that's the thing that just blows my mind because I've been doing that since I was like five years old, and I remember when that movie came out, and somebody said, "Oh my God, the Rock's doing you." It's like. <laughs> <laughs> So, I heard that from a friend of mine. It was just like, The Rock is certainly not doing anything with me. <laughs> Nothing at all. Oh, I man. do not need that thought in my head, sir. Then he explained so, to me that. I, I'm, like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm looking this up, and Zuthura was actually indeed the sequel book to Jumanji. So Jumanji mm-hmm. was the first book, and Zuthura was the second book. And yeah, so they are, for everything, actual sequels. And I told you. Well, I didn't know if they actually like had a if they did it based off the book or anything, but I didn't. Right. Yeah. I didn't, Robin I didn't. Williams was slated to be in it before he dropped out at the last minute. Man. Yeah. 
See, I don't know why that that movie didn't do as good as it because it literally is everything. It needs Robin to William be. dropped out at the last moment. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's that. because they didn't embrace what it was. Because I remember, especially the television spots for it, it just felt like a generic kids sci-fi movie. It, it didn't. Well, I mean, it has like that feel to it when you watch it too. Like it's so easy to get bored. It, it's just not as well developed as what Jumanji was. It came from a great I, concept, but it just I wasn't think, as well developed. Like I think it's because Jumanji the, already did it, so it's just like you just feel like yeah. you're watching Jumanji opposed and to. You, if you look back at at, uh, at like Zathura, like, and they get to the point where it's like they, the the guy who comes back in time, like the older person, like that's the actually the kid, kid grown up. And yeah, you'll like, learn that to later. And he, yeah, I know, but he, but you're that's learning all this. Yeah, I know, but you're learning you a lot of it's kind of it's kind of easy to call uh, I don't think that was easy to call I think that plot twist is like an actual good plot twist that you don't you don't learn that that he's just a astronaut in space and he comes in and helps and then you find out later like oh he was him and then you're like oh mm-hmm. I don't know I think I think you guys need to go back and watch it and then think yeah. about it again but like it's it's exactly like the way the first Jumanji was where the world's trying to kill you and things keep on happening from playing the game and things get worse and worse and then everyone almost dies and then they get to the center and then everything goes back to normal just like it did before. So I think the fact that Jumanji already came out that people will go, oh, I've already seen this. That's why sequels right. to like those movies are always just like, well, or we see what happens with sequels is they try and do the same thing but they try to do it more. Like mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about Anchorman, where in Anchorman they had the uh, anchor fight in the beginning or in the middle of it, and it's like that was hilarious. But then in the second one, they do it again, and they have to get twice as many different anchor crews in there. And you watch, and you're like, eh, it's not as fun as it was the first time because the first time was the first time seeing it, you never saw it before. But now that it's in your head and you've seen it before, it's not as funny the second time, no matter how much bigger you make it so right I feel like that's that's the problem that's also why uh ghostbusters the remake with the female cast was also the same thing that happened is like mm-hmm. you already watched ghostbusters the first time so all these things that they're making all these uh references to the movie are sort of lost because you're like well i've already seen this it's not new exactly. to me well, see, so. to me, well it was branded as a reboot like, and to the original as opposed to trying to be the original. Okay, you both talked over each other there. Now, if it was a spinoff, I think it could have done better, but they're like, no, we're trying to do the original all over again, and then everyone got upset because a female cast and girls can't be funny, boo-hoo. Oh, I'm sorry. I gotta disagree with that one. I mean, the reason why that one grew all the quote-unquote controversy with that it wasn't because it was a female cast. And I know that Hollywood's still like, oh, people didn't want to see it because it was all female cast. And that's just blah, 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 blah. The reality is people didn't want to see it because the original is a classic. And mm-hmm. when you say it's you're remaking something, well, that's just it. You can't top it. Had they made it a spinoff, which is what a lot of people thought it was going to be when they first announced it. That's what I thought too. And we all thought, hey, that could actually work. Because yeah. you saw things actually ratchet up with the negative comments after the first trailer came out. Mm-hmm. And with good reason. Because it's like, you guys are literally trying to remake Ghostbusters. 
Like, you can't remake Ghostbusters and have it be good or better. Like, exactly. It's not. not a bad, it's not a bad film. The remake is not a bad film. In fact, I would it, say it the really cast isn't. Yeah, the cast I would actually say is every bit as good as what the original was, but. The I mean, I think that's wasn't as debatable, great. but I don't think it's a bad movie at all. Is it as good as the original? No, but no. it's still, you know, something fun to watch on a rainy day. I- exactly. Well, yeah. I got to say is like movies nowadays are movies are different the way they're made now than they were back then. Like the whole concept, the whole mm-hmm. idea of it. Because when I see the new Ghostbusters, I think of like nowadays, that's how the Ghostbusters movie would be made. If the Ghostbusters yeah. movie had never been made before, and it was made today, that's exactly how it was. Because they had equal parts action. They had more action in it than they did in the first one. And they mm-hmm. had some really funny parts in it more than the first one. And it's movies have actually changed quite a bit ever since uh, uh, Avengers, basically. Because Avengers oh, yeah. has a great balance of like really, really funny parts and then really, really actiony parts. And it's like... Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's an action film, but it's also a comedy, and it's like you can see all kinds of things in it, and it's just got a good balance of everything. And now, all the movies nowadays have figured out, oh, you just they do it this way. Formula. Yeah, and so most movies nowadays are just really funny and really actiony. So you have like the all the Avenger movies are laugh out loud funny, but then also they have some really cool action scenes. Uh, that mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, they had some really awesome action scenes. Like they had cool different oh types gosh, of guns that right and grenades. It was yeah. so cool. They had a cool fight scene like that, but then they all had really, really funny parts. Like they had a, um, uh, oh, why am I forgetting his name? He was Thor. Uh, Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, he is in that, oh, and he was hilarious. My in heart. That. He is so mm-hmm. cute. Because he was an idiot, and then he got smart, and then he was like became the bad guy, and it was like, oh man, he's he's just a funny character in that. So it was really, and also, um, I can't remember her name, but she was the uh, other chick in that that was like the um, really smart one, making all the crazy, crazy gizmos gadgets. But then she was also like really uh, charismatic as well. So mm-hmm. she wasn't like the socially awkward smart person. She was a super charismatic, just crazy smart person. I so, loved that. I thought that was a really great angle to work from. Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, she was my favorite character in that. So, I think she was everybody's favorite character. She was the oh most well defined. Yeah. The rest of them more or less felt like caricatures of the originals. That she felt legitimately different, though. She really did. I mean, and granted, all well, almost all the women in that movie have backgrounds in Saturday Night Live, which is a comedy show. You know, I feel like it transitioned pretty well over into Ghostbusters. Oh, God, yeah. The the woman that played Patty, uh, why, why am I forgetting her name? I'm having a really hard time with names tonight here. I know, uh, me too. I, like, I've never thought of her as having any potential as an actress. After that movie, it's like, I want to see her okay, do more stuff. Do some stuff, yeah. yeah I, um, I want to see more of her. I guess, though, Melissa Leslie McCarthy... Jones. Uh, Melissa McCarthy is always a typecast. Like every character she mm-hmm. plays is the same. It's the same character. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, other than Gilbert, that really bothers me because I feel like she can do character. more, but she's never given the opportunity. She, I wonder though, because she's had Jones. enough enough leads already that she could change it up quite a bit. But she always goes she into did. the awkward character that had a weird, awkward life, and then she always goes on those weird tangents of stories of what it was like in her childhood, and like. You go through all her movies, like Spy, Ghostbusters. It's 
she has she always goes off into this weird tangent story about this is what I like when she was young about mm-hmm. her childhood and that's that's what she always does and so that's like her character so it's almost like yeah. she well, is that's probably what's the most marketable is my thinking I guess I guess but like uh, pays the bills yeah. if, if you get parts for being this character then yeah keep doing it and then I guess that's what happens to actors is like they keep doing those parts and eventually they go I don't want to be these parts anymore and then they go have that breakout hit of like a drama or something and people are like why are you doing that yeah. and then they go and do really awesome at it, and they're like oh my god you're awesome at that do more of that or mm-hmm. I guess they fail I don't know it's acting it's yeah so it's complicated um but I guess circling back to the new Jumanji <laughs> yep yep uh, that's our tangent <laughs> I, I like Kat she manages to bring things back to square one she could be back anytime she wants <laughs> um I have very mixed feelings on it because everyone loves the original I don't know anybody who didn't like the original Jumanji um there was a really great video on this that Nostalgia Critic did not too long ago called When Should Remakes Happen? And I felt like he hit a lot of interesting points. Do I think this movie is... If you look at, at it as a standalone, do I think it might be kind of fun? Sure. But the way they're marketing it as like a Jumanji sequel in a sense, I don't know if it'll necessarily live up to that original. I don't think it's something I'm going to see in theaters, but, you know, I might rent it. Um, But some of the points to briefly go over that he brought up that I thought really was good for reboots and why they're so popular, why Hollywood keeps doing them, blah, blah, blah. Um, I guess when remakes should happen is if it can be made better, if it's expanding on the concept or if it's giving the audience a whole new experience. And right now, the market is just oversaturated with reboots, and some of them are decent, and others, not so much, because they're not doing those things, Yeah, if that not, makes not sense. doing anything new with it. And- exactly. Like, it doesn't make sense to make something and not expand on that and not add anything new, because then, you know, you're just blowing money, and I mean... Granted, you know, it is kind of a brilliant scheme because everyone goes, oh my gosh, I love that movie when I was a kid. I'm going to go watch it. And then they see it and they're like, oh man, that sucked. It didn't compare anything to the original. And it makes Hollywood a quick buck. Mm-hmm. Kat, I hate you right now. <laughs> Why do you hate me? Because <laughs> you no, brought up the exact me. point that I was going to make. Oh, I no. <laughs> I was going to reference that video. <laughs> oh, well. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, though. Like, this as a standalone movie would probably be really... If they called it, like, Welcome to the Jungle... Just call it Welcome to the Jungle. And yeah, just, no, like, I'd watch it if game. it was that, but as a Jumanji sequel, in a sense? It, like not. I said, it's live free or die hard. Yeah. Exactly. It's a script that started as something different, and I swear to God, they just decided to roll it into Jumanji. Because I actually like the idea of this by itself. Me too. It's a really interesting concept, and I'd really love to see that expanded on. Yeah, because normally this thing where, you know, oh, kids are sucked into a video game, that's something we see a lot of times on television because, you know, oh, Tron no. kind of started that concept. And mm-hmm. basically, we've, anime. yeah, that, that's just it. I mean, it's something that we've now had almost uh, almost 30 years of 
media and comic books going and espousing on, but there's not a lot of movies that have really delved into this the same kind of way. Oh, yeah. And I could see this just being a fun hour and a half to two hours of just funny. I I got a feeling I'll probably end up with a press pass to be able to see this thing ahead of time. So I probably will see it in theaters for that reason. I don't think I would pay money for it, quite honestly, based on this first yeah. trailer to see it in theaters. But who knows? I might be charmed by this. I I don't like throwing movies under the bus at first glance. Yeah, yeah that's just oh. it. I mean, it's not like Gem and the Holograms where we know what's going to be crap oh in the first trailer. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, this uh, one's got hope. But yeah, it's, it's, not, it's just not going to be Jumanji. That's, that's the only thing I can tell from this trailer. It's not going to be Jumanji. Okay, Ten, but can we, can we talk about the hippo way. eating Jack Black at the end? Like, was I the only one who was really unsettled by that? You know she's got an extra life. Uh, oh shit! Probably gonna have video game things like that too. It just so uncomfortable, mm -hmm. and like the animal lover in me is like, hippos don't eat people. They oh, kill a lot of people. people. They kill but a lot of people. They do. They're super territorial. But I was like, this is kind of dumb and doesn't make sense. But okay. It, but, it is oh, a little oh, unnerving, I will say. Just seeing the animals <laughs> in the original Jumanji didn't necessarily act like their normal selves. I, that's Good very point. true. Like, like the lions would not be hunting like that. Oh my so, gosh, yeah. So, it's like, the animals in Jumanji don't act like animals in real life. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't mind them going and being a little bit outside of it. I will say, the animation on that did kind of fall into the uncanny valley for me, because it's like... It was uncomfortable to watch. It, it just looks really awkward, no matter how you cut it, and it doesn't look mm. very well finished either, so... And it might exactly. not be. Because sometimes movies will go to trailer with unfinished CG in them. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or they'll have scenes in that never end up in the movie. Yeah. So. I want to say um, 10 Cloverfield Lane is another one that was like a just completely different script that they just tagged on to something. So, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because that was just a script about being in a bunker. And they were like, oh, this is good. Let's just turn this into a movie. And then they just tacked it on to Cloverfield. So. Yeah, it is never written as a Cloverfield sequel or spinoff. It just, they tacked it on. It seemed that mm -hmm. I, everyone wants to make franchises now. That's what everyone wants to do. They want to make a franchise. and Yeah. that That's the real thing that we got out of the Avengers. Because I do generally agree with your point, but I do think that that started before Avengers originally. But because yeah. of that powerhouse, we can combine multiple franchises. We can combine multiple entities together into one big thing. Yeah, that's what everybody wants to go and do now, including right. Transformers with their cinematic universe, which is right now nothing but Transformers and maybe a G.I. Joe movie down the road. Maybe. I don't know. It's it's way more than it used to, I think. Oh, like, it's definitely much more. I mean, that that unleashed a whole different thing. And I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing for Hollywood, to be honest. It's not. No. It's, it's a horrible thing because movies aren't coming out very good. And what's happening yeah. is... They really aren't. People are just... Releasing genres. Everything's getting smushed into one yeah. big uber genre. And well, and everyone wants nostalgia and they want reboots. And it's not its not a bad concept. The market is just so oversaturated with it. And, well, a lot of movies are now... It's also they're getting lost to basically China. And so you'll, you're seeing a whole lot more movies not taking place in America. They're taking place in China because they're getting funded by China quite a bit. 
And so movies are just going to start However many over there. billion people in China. Yeah, because yeah. like, yeah, and movies are making their money back through the uh, worldwide uh, market, not the uh, North American mm-hmm. market anymore. That's that's where they make their money. So cater to the oh, people yeah. that you're selling to. Yeah, and that's a far less defined market, unfortunately, when it comes to the scrutiny of the viewership yeah. on there. The reality is we've had good cinema too long. We hold things to a higher standard, and that's making for an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Well, for the most part, I still stand by Ghost in the Shell kind of got the shaft by the U.S. market for all the wrong reasons, but yeah. <laughs> not saying yeah. that I really enjoyed that movie, but I don't know. it was it not was, as bad as it was made out to be. appeal to me. Every other live-action anime movie I have seen has been horrible, so... They're just yeah. doomed to be bad, like, especially with that new Death Note reboot. I mean, really, literally nobody was asking for another Death Note movie. <laughs> no argument there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's like the same thing as video games. Video game movies are never going to succeed, and neither are okay. anime movies. Give me the money that you movie. took to make Death Note, Netflix, and give it to Sensei. Nobody watched it. I know you love this show, but nobody watched it. That's even why I, even I never watched it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The least I could have asked. Going back so. just a little bit, I didn't realize there was another Death Note movie before the one that's coming out from Netflix. Or are, are you talking yeah, about the anime no, itself? Like, no, they made there was one a live action. And honestly, yeah. they weren't good. The one mm. starring Al was all right, but eh, it's a bit of a far-fetched concept in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I know these things because my mother works in the film industry, so I, I hear a lot of things secondhand. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm... Uh, <laughs> I have enough family in that industry that I understand exactly where you're coming from, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. She, um... She's like, oh, things aren't the way they used to be back in my day. And I'm talking like <laughs> back in the 80s. She was like on Northern Exposure and did a bunch of stuff there. Oh, wow. And, yeah. Yeah. No, it's changing. Movies. It, it's very different. Uh, so we can only see that it's either all movies are going to try and be the comedy slash action movie that they're going to continue to be. And then we, we still have very defined actual comedy movies. Uh, right. But those never and get as much. Romances and yeah, because yeah. like like I said, uh, was it um, the uh, Central Intelligence was way more of a comedy centric movie than anything. So you, okay. yeah, you're, you're gonna have your comedian stars, and you're gonna see them in movies. And so you see, they're in a movie. That's mm-hmm. gonna be a comedy movie, and you still know that. And then you still have your artsy movies and your drama movies, and but like right. our action movies, I guess you still like. There still are genres but then you have it's almost as if yeah, we created you have genres genre. within genres yeah it's almost like there's a new genre which is the the one big venn diagram of genre yeah everything overlaps <laughs> yep. and well, it's so, so much becoming about analytics anymore. I mean, Avengers has started up this big thing of, oh, more franchises equals more money. And now everybody's racing to go and try to set that stuff up without proper groundwork. I mean, it's a wonder that Wonder Woman turned out as awesome as it actually did, thank God. Well, but and DC a- didn't think it was going to succeed at first, but now it's doing freaking amazing. I, I have some inside, or I have some inside information from Warner Brothers, and they're ready to kill some people in the media for going and quoting things that weren't real when it comes to really? Wonder Woman. Oh my God! Like all of that stuff. I, 
Wonder Woman is one of the weirdest. Yeah, one of the Wonder Woman is one of the weirdest movies to me because it went from after Batman versus Superman. Well, there go our hopes of getting a good Wonder Woman movie to seeing Mm -hmm. uh, shots from the actual filming. And I am really generalizing here. I'm not going after a whole you know subsect of uh, of the world here, but. You had a lot of the feminists out there that were making a big deal about the fact that, oh, she doesn't have shaved armpits. Why would a self-respecting Amazon feel like she needs to go and do this beautification stuff and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and the the non-inclusion, like, of colored people outside of, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then the movie's getting ready to come out and you start seeing these things all over social media and getting reported on things like The Insider and E-Television News talking about how... Wonder Woman was, uh, or how they weren't going and putting enough money into advertising for Wonder Woman, and they were going to write it off, and they were using this as a tax, or they were going and using this for uh, a tax write-off, and how they had no confidence in this happening, and that they only did this to try to go and put down films going and starring strong female leads and with female directors, and it's like, number one, it had more money in its advertising budget than Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Number two, you don't put $120 million into something you'll only be able to write off for about $30 million in taxes. It doesn't make Mm -hmm. sense to go and blow $90 million. Thing number three, yeah, thing number three, it was in more movie theaters than the last Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. That costs money to go and do that. Oh my gosh, yeah. Boy, if you were going and listening to The Insider or E-Television News or any of these, you know, news magazines on television, you'd go and think, oh my God. DC hates women. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you go and see the success of has. It's like, no, no, we, people have been waiting for this movie for a long time. We were waiting mm-hmm. for it to get done right. Guess what? It got done right and people have responded. People are still seeing it. It's still in the top five movies in the world right now. And it's a good movie, damn it. Exactly. I was entertained. That's all I want. I just want to be entertained. That's all I want in my movies. I want a good story. I want good characters. I want good writing. Me too. There's there's Wonder Woman, which manages to accomplish all of that. And then there's the mummy that's trying to do all of the stuff we just talked about and didn't put any of the effort behind it. They All they care about is the Dooku. That's all mm-hmm. they wanted out of that. Wonder Woman, very clearly, it's all part of this Justice League franchise, but they treated it like a real property because they knew people would have pitchforks out in the streets if they went and screwed up this character that's been beloved for almost 100 years. Oh my gosh, yeah. Sorry, I know I went on a rant there, but like that, <laughs> that's... That's my problem Say with it, the, sister. Yeah, that's my problem with Hollywood right now is that it's all about the analytics. I am so scared right now when it comes to animation in film because of things like illumination or yeah, illumination uh, entertainment. And I like the Despicable Me movies. I do like the Despicable Me movies. I want to make that point. They're not great, but they are fun. But the Minions was horrible. Uh, Secret Life of Pets was not what they promised. Yeah. Yeah, Sing was god-awful. Stop right there. We lost Ah. Kat. Oh, there we go. We got her back. Hey, I'm back. Sorry about that. No problem. I'm just ranting about Illumination Entertainment. I promise I'll be done soon. It's okay. I did not like Sing either. It was a very much by-the-charts kind of movie, and just there was no heart in it. Yeah. I will put 
dorks as a by the book movie over Sing. I enjoyed I, I, Sing, but that then again, I'm at work in the baby box. Well, in so. Illumination, I've noticed what they do is they put together these half-assed movies that you show your kids to shut them up while you go and do other things. Exactly, and that's all they really are. No, that's just it. I, I don't know if you guys ever uh, watch this guy on YouTube, but uh, there is a very angry Brit that goes by I Hate Everything, and I love him so much. Boy, we are a little bit too too similar here, Cap. Um, <laughs> But I watch I don't, him all the time. I don't always agree with everything that he says, but his review of Sing mm-hmm. is the most honest review <laughs> of a movie I have ever seen because it calls everything right? straight. It was just every generic point possible that they threw together into a film. And yeah, you can go and watch it for an hour and a half and go and say, well, that's not the worst way I could have spent an hour and a half but it's mm-hmm. not a good movie. It's not properly entertaining. It's just something they exactly. went and made on a cheap budget that they could throw out and basically never lose money. Because when you're yeah. only spending $60 million making something like that, even if nobody sees it in theaters, you will go and get 60 television stations across the world to go and put a million dollars down to go and buy a year-long license. Oh, yeah. There is no way to lose money on something like that. Compared mm-hmm. to a company, and I'm not going to go and say that they've never made a bad film, because God knows they have, but you compare that oh, yeah. to Disney, who's going and spending $100, $130, 150000000 million on an animated picture, and it's clear that there's effort. The animation quality is much better. The rendering is much better. There's a reason on why Nick Wilde is a fox and Judy Hopps is a bunny. Exactly. Sing, there is no oh, reason. It was written so well, too. Exactly. That's actual effort being put into a film that's something good <laughs> and as much as i want to see mckenna cosplaying the pig and sing <laughs> there is no reason why that movie ever should have been made it's just it's not good cinema like okay i'm gonna play devil's but advocate I, I, i'm gonna counter it wasn't meant to be good cinema that's, that's it was just meant to make devil's money. advocate right there i was just about to do that and it's, it's, it, it's meant to be one of those sit your kids down and watch the thing because they love American Idol, but American Idol's not on, so we're gonna sing mm-hmm. on. It's it's the same. It's a more child friendly version of American Idol. Yeah. It's a company making a product that they know is going to sell and make their money back on. Would you like to do that, or would you like to risk it all? If you're running a company, you want it to be. Sometimes you gotta take the safe bet and make exactly. money. <laughs> but that also assumes that you're trying to go and do something for the sake of your art and. Yeah, I hear never me said, hear me out, hear me I out. Because I said art. Exactly I said a company. Companies don't really do art. Yeah, but the way that you just phrased that right there, that sometimes you need to take a safe bet. It's like, no, you do that if your focus is entirely on profit. In which case, yes, you go and make something that is a As safe a bet to make does. money. Companies exactly. are all about profit. That's their lifeblood. Totally commercialized fun. Hollywood and animation in yeah. general is getting. And I mean, you know, there's always been some of that, but... It's just so much more obvious now. And, you know, I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to see a By the Numbers movie. I would rather see a more thoughtful art piece. And that's just it. And that's part of what I've enjoyed. And and part of this is just the Hollywood cartel and Mm -hmm. how expensive it is to make a movie because of X, Y, and Z factors, whether it be uh, the Screenwriters Guild, whether it go and be the production unions, all that stuff. And I'm not saying there's not a place for any of that, but... It's mm-hmm. become such a hard thing to make these films anymore. And then you have a company like Blumhouse, who you guys might know for films like Get Out, 
they're going and making very cheap films. They're doing it largely off Hollywood production and they're right. making a ton of money. They're very well done. People are going out and seeing those movies because they're good films and they're going and making uh, six to 800 times their original budgets back just while they're in theaters before you have any other external media. Uh, oh, yeah. And then all those other movies are, that's why things are going to China because it's significantly cheaper and they're getting funding from China to go well, there. The big reason why that's happening in China is because China has this ridiculous law that at least 20% of a film needs to be shot or developed with Chinese content for it to be shown in China. And yeah, they know that that is a market that really is fledgling right now, but has the potential to grow so much. Oh my gosh, yeah. And the same thing is happening with Canada. The film incentive there is freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. It always That's has why been. Deadpool was, was done there. Oh yep. my gosh, yes. yeah. Everything like, except for television animation, because... <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, my mother wait, wait, locally oh, wait, wait. Free around here. Power Rangers was done in Vancouver. And you can't do much. You have to go to Canada. Canada. You have to go to Hollywood to get work. Yeah, no, it's it's so mm -hmm. difficult. And my, and my point when it comes to the television side, guys... I just mean you guys have that ridiculous rule about only being able to go and cast Canadian talents for Canadian animations. Uh, the rules that it has to go and be at least, at, what is it, a 40% of the cast if it's being uh, recorded in Canada for it to be broadcast in Canada for your television okay. stuff? Yeah. That's, because, that's because America, your biggest export is your culture. And if we don't have things like that, then you will flood Canada. That's that's the same thing with our radios and music. Is what happened? Yeah, that is, was the reason. Yeah, um, is American culture is very influential, um, and so oh gosh, it was yeah. flooding into Canada quite a bit. And so we the one thing we got from Britain we, uh, the ability to spread our shit everywhere. We uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of media and culture rules came into play, and so that is why. Uh, a lot of music that's played on the radio has to be, there's a certain percentage that has to be Canadian based uh, mm -hmm. media coming in. That's why Canadian Netflix has always had so little, uh, so less compared to American Netflix is because we just legally can't have that much come in. And that's what I mean. Like I understand when this stuff started, you know, 40 years ago, maybe there was a place for it, but the it, world there, has is, there is, there still there's is still going to be a place. It's probably even more prevalent now because of how easy culture is to come over now because of the internet and things like Netflix and, and radio. And I can watch American TV all the time. I can go on the internet and it's even more influential now because it's so much easier to be influential. Like you, mm -hmm. you're uh, like how the, the old joke of like uh, so old, old Eastern Bloc countries of being like two decades behind uh, American culture. Like, Oh, I'm getting, new music and it's all from the 80s but it's american music from the 80s and they're just two decades behind but it's still nowadays it's like everyone kind of knows what's happening in america it's it's yeah but, but that's, that's why uh, like american accents um in like england and er, europe are no big deal because all their tv is american whereas we find foreign accents appealing yeah, uh, I mean, the American accent okay. doesn't carry that because okay. all these fun things. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to argue that. It's just 
I, I know this is way off topic here, but it's like, I don't understand. Maybe I can understand on some of the production side things, especially in Canadian animation, because I know that's one that has a really bad reputation right now and um, probably needs to go and be as close to itself as possible if it ever wants to get better. But when it comes to television animation, or it's not television animation, when it comes to broadcast television, when it comes to streaming services and all that stuff, at this point, yes, you have access to all that stuff. Canada is the biggest pirate country outside of China now when it comes to media. Pirate country? <laughs> well, uh, how so? How so? Canada? <laughs> I'm trying to remember the actual report here, but Canada went and pirated twice as many movies as what we saw in the United States last year. They went and pirated, Ooh. I think, four times as much in television broadcasts as what Americans did. You're going and looking at China being the only guys that are pirating more content than Canada. And I'm sure it's just because of the fact that you guys don't have access to the stuff because of these laws that were written 40, 50 years ago. Hmm. Do they still have a place in the marketplace at this point? I mean, there are so many shows that are being produced in Canada. And I think largely the tax incentives are more because they want to actually have international programming on Canadian television. Why not just allow everything on there? Uh, well, I know it's a whole different debate and something we can go and espouse on later, but just, I can't yeah. think of a reason why you guys are restricting yourselves at this point when access is so easy to get a hold of at this point. Well, that's, that's the point is because it's too easy and then it would flood and then you'd basically lose your own culture because it would just become a, a weird American culture, pseudo Canadian American culture. So... Yeah, I know what you mean, but it's like the the reason you're giving is the same reason why it's sort of like. Well, then export the... your culture. Do it as a trade <laughs> to it's... show it one American-made thing. Because it's that easy, isn't it? The Canadian Just... thing has to be shown on American TV. Dude, I used to watch the Red Green Show. Okay, good show. <laughs> we have access to it. Just, okay, that's Just give it but, to us. But there is way more from my that... time spent in Canada. That's Three weeks one in a hotel room. That's, That's one, show. one thing. Yeah. Yep. There we is would like more, more please. Canadian TV. Yeah. We would like more from um, you. Unless it's Johnny Test. I don't want to see any of that shit. Johnny <laughs> Test? Oh. Yeah. None oh. of that shit. We oh. do have a lot of My Like Me or whatever the heck that other one was. I, I, keep your Canadian animation is basically what I'm saying. What about a reboot? Come on. Reboot. reboot. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. The one, the one good thing to come out of Rainmaker Entertainment. <laughs> so here you want a Canadian thing, but then we're giving you Canadian stuff. You're like, no, I don't want that. Make okay, okay. Go give and give me ten percent. Give me ten percent of your ketchup chips, and you can have all the TV you want. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yes, bring us the ketchup chips. That we can all agree on. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> Stargate is Canadian. Yeah, we do sci-fi. We do a lot of sci-fi as well. Yeah. Do not. Don't you fucking dare diss Stargate. Dude, dude, you, uh, <laughs> my problem is that you're calling a Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was done and it was all recorded in Vancouver. Yes, yeah. yes. So That's, is like, Supergirl and Arrow. Done in Vancouver. Okay, fine. Yes, because yeah. it, it's t it's cheap on taxes. It was a Paramount film. <laughs> fine, whatever. <laughs> that it yeah. became a television show. Yeah. Whatever. Well, a yeah. lot of joys. Uh, expanse. There's one more. Um. Oh, there's Dark a ton. Manor, they're yeah. all filmed in the raccoons. Sci-fi. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot of good shit. I'm gonna start, Robert. I'm gonna start Farscape, listing shit. Farscape. The raccoons. That was amazing. 
I love that show when I was growing up. I uh, don't know that one. Tyler, do you remember that one? The Raccoons. Yeah. Was it the puppet one? Nope, that was the animated one with Bert and like Zero Schneer and. Huh. Even I kind of need to look that up now. The Raccoons. Okay. Inspector Gadget. I have no idea That's what this me. is. Wait, you don't know what Inspector Gadget is? Oh, the raccoons, that show. I remember that. There we go. Oh, Rupert is also was apparently Canadian too. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of, a lot of Magic School Bus is Canadian. A lot of stuff. No way. Mm-hmm. Animated by Canadians. I yep, love Magic School Bus. Actually, funny and funnily enough, I think the biggest applause we ever got at that anybody ever got at soccer at uh, soccer con uh, cosplay chess was the woman who played Miss Frizzle. Yeah, <laughs> she came on from Miss Frizzle. Such and, an iconic character, of course. And, we've yeah, we've had a couple nice. people as Miss Frizzle. Ed, Ed, and Eddie, Totally Spies, Total Drama, 16. Oh, I love Totally dr- total Drama. Mm-hmm. And Totally Spies. Tripping the Rift, Class of Titans. Oh, my God, lots of things. Georgia the Jungle, My I Little Pony. Yeah, no, not, yeah not My Little remake. Pony is actually is actually done by a Canadian company. Is it really? The, the new one. It's actually cost? animated by a, it's actually animated by a Korean company that recently bought a uh, Canadian company. Oh, so that's oh. why that's that, that's Chaotic. weird that it's in here then. That's odd. Yeah, well it was DHX Media, which used to be Deke Entertainment. Mm. Uh, so that's what started. Then my little opponent her because uh, Deke went and set up their animation studios in Korea at that point. And they became so big because of shows like My Little Pony and Littlest Pet Shop and that whole you know Hasbro property that they were able to buy Nerdcore Animation, which I guess was your guys' biggest animation company. Oh, Bernstein yeah. Bears! I forgot about that. Yeah, Canon does a lot of animation. Yes. Like yep. Yep. And only Good. seven voice actors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I remember yeah. watching the well. I remember watching dubbed stuff all the time. It always had the same voice actors. So, oh yeah, no, it's yeah. it's more just yeah. a joke because Guy of the guys, Funimation. Yeah. yeah. So deal with it. Again, that's part of life. You, you gotta you gotta be careful of culture influences because you'll lose your own culture in that sense. I, I'm not gonna argue that. I do understand why it came into play. I just don't know in this modern age if that's the best way of going and holding on to that is by restricting your own access to media. Who knows? That's all I'm uh, saying. We can debate that another time, though. I mean, that's definitely. Yeah. It might be changing a little bit because, like, I know we have a whole lot more stuff on Netflix now, but like, oh, it's yeah. still we still have to have so much stuff that has to be strictly Canadian, or else it's just like because that's uh, basically what happened on the radio was. They were just playing 100% rock music that was American. And then it was like, well, now all our radios are just American rock music and nothing. Okay, Canadian you could have making. Bieber back. No, oh. you could keep it. I said rock music. Rock music. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's all. It's all. It's you all want your Canadian own. stuff. He's, he's all yours. All right, all right. And I'm, nobody has to have him. Good plan, great plan. I, I love that plan. Some, you the Chinese can have him. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we do not want to start a war because we gave him Bieber. We do not need to start that war. Give him to Jim, uh, Kim Jong Un. Oh, oh he'd like God. that. The Koreans, yeah. of course. Yes, yes. Well, well, well yeah, Did no. Kim, Kim Jong. Yeah, yeah. Kim he, likes, he, yeah. Likes, uh, he likes. He uh, likes. He likes stupid Canadian. He likes uh, stupid uh, pop stars. I know that. 
Yeah, no, that's that's a good plan. That's a good plan. Uh, Soccer Rangers formally endorses a plan to go and send Justin Bieber to uh, North Korea. Um, <laughs> what he'll do over there, I do not know, but I formally endorse this plan. A Canadian cultural attaché. Yes. <laughs> also, Canadians are really funny. Most of the uh, Canadians you see that are Canadian. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Colin Mockery, done. I love Colin Mockery so much. Well, I think with Colin Mockery, this is the perfect time to end the show. Wouldn't you guys agree? Oh, hello. Cole, Cole, do your thing. Oh, yeah. Cole has this thing he has to do. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Be professional, goddammit. This is where <laughs> we have our naps. I'm going to have a nap now. Yep. Everybody have your siesta. We'll come back in 13 hours. <laughs> I didn't have it open. Hold on. Oh, goddammit. Goddammit. You had one you job. Together, Cole? One job. What's Kat's, the date next Kat's week? having her first time here, and she's proving to be more competent than you. Come on, man. How could this happen to me? I made my mistakes. <laughs> Kat's coming back on. She's still good. <laughs> I just end up being his replacement. That's that happened my like job, and he came back. Yeah, that's that's how we got McKenna. We replaced him once, and then he just keeps showing back up. <laughs> okay. All righty. There you go. Yep, these are the conventions coming up for this weekend. Uh, first off, we have Zycon up in it, down, I guess, in Edinburgh, Texas. I didn't even realize that Edinburgh, Texas. Anyway, um, Anime okay. Blues Con in Memphis, Tennessee. Shut up. I didn't realize there was this town in a place over here that I've never really thought about looking around well, before. Well, shut up. Well, technically, I didn't realize there was a Kandahar in Saskatchewan until about six months ago. That's anyway. fair. No, no. To be fair, we have too many towns here, so you understand. You yeah. understand our flight. Random yep. Canadian fact. Take a drink. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so Saskatchewan has the most small towns no, in the world. No, no, we do not need any more Canadian facts. the fact. most oh, imaginary God. small towns in the world. Can you believe yeah. that more people write about uh, small towns in Saskatchewan than any other thing. So we got more imaginary small towns. They're called else. paper towns. <laughs> yeah, it's not so, they're called paper towns. Is that is that the the word you're coining now? Actually, no. That's actually a true thing. If you actually, it's actually a map maker's trick. If you uh, map makers will put a fake town in the middle of a map in on a road, and then if somebody copies their map and that and they put that town on there, they can call, claim copyright. Really? Okay. Yes. Yeah. But I was talking right. about anyway. people writing stories, though. Fictional yeah, I know, but it's, but it, but it's still up. technically the term "paper town" still counts as that. I guess it like it. Uh, I guess. I guess. So because it's, it's not a real thing. town. I mean, sure. Okay. Anyway. Can we continue with wherever it is in whatever convention it is? In- yeah. Anyway, first up, then we have Anime Blues Con in Memphis, Tennessee. Anime Friends in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Well, that um, sounds friendly. Yeah, no kidding. Anime I just did mid- the clap. The friendliest. Yes. Anime Midwest in Rosemount, Illinois. Indie PopCon in Indianapolis in Indiana. Indianapolis. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there we go. Uh KobeCon in Everett, Washington. <laughs> Ironically, really? that is like right next door to where our White Ranger is, apparently. Uh never heard of it. Huh. Well, it's this weekend. You should go. Oh, I'm out of town, actually. Mm. This is the, yes, none the of us are available for Comic-Con. I'm Kobe not going to say anything. I don't want to get myself in trouble. <laughs> uh, then we have Mini Komi in Vancouver, BC. 
uh, Nippon Nation in Vienna, Austria. Did you say Nipple Nation? Nippon. 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 Uh, then we have Shore Leave in, Vol- in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, that doesn't sound like an anime con. That sounds like no. something very, very, no, very no, bad so, for no, any so. local bars. Okay, that no, sounds- sorry. <laughs> These are comic cons. Um, okay. And it's called Shore Leave. I don't understand. Sounds like a military themed one. That'd be interesting. A military themed one, because like there are a lot of military anime stuff huh. and such. So, all right. Be- well, he said it was a comic con, not an anime. Con. Yeah, it's a comic con. So, military uh, comic con. <laughs> then we have Montreal Comic Con in Montreal, Quebec, and Anime Midwest, which is uh, in Rosemont, uh, Illinois. Did I already say that already? No, for no. some reason it's not on my other list. That's weird. Um, and then we have Garden State Comic Fest in Morristown, New Jersey. So, of course, if you are attending any of these conventions, make sure you have fun, stay safe, and as always, follow the rules of con. Oh, is it time for time to go? Wrap it up, Rob! God, where, where, where is it? What time is it? The year, the year, Marty, the year. Yes. Oh my God! I feel like we've been here forever. I, I feel like we're halfway we through season back. four, or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for listening to Zio. Make sure to check us out on SoundCloud for every podcast ever. Hit us up on Twitter at Soccer Rangers, Soccer Rangers Podcast at gmail.com, or our Facebook page, Soccer Rangers Podcast. Uh, YouTube uh, updates coming soon. Uh, Cat's new unnamed project coming soon. Uh, links to iTunes coming back soon. Another Radio unnamed project that we meant to talk that we never actually got off the ground coming soon. Yes, yes, multiple <laughs> unnamed projects from people that have been a little flaky That's coming soon. In the pipeline. Yes. yes, yes, lots of things being worked on. Lots of things coming up. We hope you'll go and stick around for all that. And of course, Zio updating every Monday. Please take care, everybody. Goodbye. Anime book Bye. club coming soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.